animals less healthy than you can't nourish you. Are you surviving or are you thriving? Are you too busy to live? Do you have grain brain? That was brain. Fight for your life. Get your prescription for health today. Is Mother Nature too good to be It's true? not you, it's the food. It's a no-grainer. Oh, <laughs> um, that isn't happening to us. It's already happening to you, woman. Join our army of minas. Keep the government off our farms. Make, Make it, it happen today. today. Save the bacon. Save the bacon. Save the bacon. It's time to drop some atomic mom bombs. It's not me. It's you. Invest in your life. Yay! Her name is Neethi. Go save the bacon, mommy. Hey, friends. In this episode, uh, we will be exposing the food system. <laughs> Anyway, I'll be having a discussion comparing uh, with you the ethical perspective versus economic versus human rights perspectives on uh, on food today. Uh, ethically speaking, people are saying that the way you choose to nourish your family is an ethical choice. Uh, economically, people are saying that eating well is unaffordable and everyone should be able to eat well. And as far as human rights go, people say that eating is a human right, but you know, feeding the human, feeding human beings diseased food is, in my opinion, actually poisoning people. So uh, we will get into this uh, in this episode. I hope you will stay tuned. Okay, friends, let's just get right into this. Um, we are having a conversation regarding uh, the ethical versus economic versus human rights perspectives on uh, the food system as it stands today. So ethically speaking, you know, people are talking about the way that you choose to nourish your family is an ethical choice. You know, um, these days where you have the industrialization of life, it's simply unnatural. I mean, I feel like my body by God is best operated when fueled by nature's bounty. Um, if you know your farmer, then there's no guessing game of the vague labels. Um, if you shop from any farmer directly, you can ask all the questions that you need to ask and, uh, and keep moving. But how do you, uh, how do you find these farmers? You know, that seems to be like, uh, I think the biggest problem in that case. And so we want to help, uh, resolve that. And then you have, um, you know, the vegan movement, which began as a political movement against the confined animal feeding operations, the CAFOs, where animals are industrialized and, you know, uh, raised, like they've taken the, these living creatures and they're trying to raise them in houses. They're, they're missing the five essentials for life, guys. They don't have sunshine or clean air, clean water, um, correct feed, and then they don't have uh, contact with soil. And all life begins uh, and ends with the soil. If you aren't able to uh, have a connection with the soil, then there's no way that that creature is going to be healthy enough to nourish you and you need to be eating animals that are healthier than you are. If you're eating, you know, the deer that's leaning up against a tree in the woods, that's convenient. You know, like, let's just go hunting. Oh, look, there's a deer leaning up against a tree. That's convenient. But is it uh, a good choice? Is it, is it going to nourish you? 
That's what you should be thinking about when you are conveniently handed a plastic package at the grocery store with your meat in it that you don't know where it came from for, you know, like $1.99 a pound or whatever it is. I, I want, I want you guys to start thinking about what the costs are to raise this food. And then, you know, is it ethical to profit off of selling diseased animals? That should be the question. Not, uh, it shouldn't be an ethical choice to want your family to have the highest quality meat. That, that shouldn't be the ethical question. The question should be, why are people allowed to profit off of the sale of diseased animals? Why don't we pretend like we're in Little House on the Prairie Times and everybody knows that Charles Ingalls had Doc Baker come out to check out one of his steers because they, you know, he wasn't sure what was going on with him. And then Doc Baker told him, hey, you need to put this animal down because he's not well. And then, you know, you guys are like putting together a community event and Charles Ingalls decides he wants to provide all the beef for that event. Hmm. I mean, would it be ethical for him to now serve that up at the community gathering after he puts that animal down? Or should he uh, take that animal and be burning him? I mean, he should be um, not serving him up to people. And he's not even making a profit. If he was to have done that in the Little House on the Prairie days, somebody might have burned his barn down. Like there would definitely have been some repercussion. But now people actually are selling those animals that are in kidney and renal failure for profit. And and you see disease on the rise. Well, why are people getting sick from eating meat? It's not because we were never supposed to eat meat. I mean, for eons, people have thrived on meat. And in fact, there are certain um, traditional diets that are 100% meat-based. I mean, let's take a look at the Eskimos. Yeah, they get a little bit of plants, you know, seaweed and some algae or something, but they're mostly, you know, thriving on uh, meat and blubber. And they outlive everybody. I mean, maybe it's because they're <laughs> near frozen up there, but, you know, seriously, Human beings can thrive on meat alone, but they can't thrive without any type of animal fat. So um, I'm not here to promote meteranianism or, or vegetarianism. I am simply wanting us to have a discussion where we're really thinking these things all the way through. I think that the vegans just didn't think it all the way through. I mean, veganism is not a traditional human diet. It leaves the body malnourished, mineral deficient, and sterile. Um, just know your farmer. When you know your farmer, you won't have to ever worry about the spinach recalls. You won't have to worry about salmonella. Uh, small family farm food systems are not infested with uh, all these ha hazardous health problems because you are 
you know, directly connected with another human being that is working as hard as possible to nourish you. And I mean, sure, I'm sure there's a couple of corrupt people out there, but I can tell you the corruption with those few individuals is nothing compared to the corruption that we're experiencing current day with these large corporations where no one person is directly responsible for the side effects of, you know, uh, disease that they're causing directly. Okay, let's jump off and discuss economics. So the economic perspective is people are saying, well, eating well is unaffordable and everyone should be able to eat well. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, that sense of entitlement, um, you know, makes me, you know, want people to think of, you know, the law of nature, the survival of the fittest. And I'm, don't get me wrong. I, I think everybody needs to be able to be nourished for sure. But everybody's priorities today are just skewed. I mean, the number one item on your priority list needs to be food. And the number two item should be shelter. That's survival 101, folks. I mean, we're how many survival shows are on TV right now? The first thing they know that they have to do is make fire and figure some shelter out. And of course, they want to have something to eat. Um, so food and shelter, food and shelter. But meanwhile, these days, uh, all our priorities are skewed. And and I'm, I don't know why people are not questioning this industrialized meat, milk, cheese, eggs, grains, oils. No one's questioning it. All of these uh, things are being subsidized by the government and the, you know, CAFO operations um, that are run by the government. You know, I don't know if, if you realize that post-World War II, America decided that we wanted to feed the world. And that was the moment where they began to industrialize all our food and the grain crops um, and the grain growers um, were all subsidized by the government to produce grain uh, to ship overseas. But also, you know, uh, that's your animal feed. Um, and then you have all these folks that are, are all these industrialized farmers that are basically held hostage by bank loans and mortgages so that they have no choice but to keep moving um, forward by continuing to uh, grow uh, animals in these confined animal feeding operations so that they don't lose literally every single thing that they've uh, ever worked for. Uh, but, but it's a new age form of slavery. Um, which brings me to the, the human rights, um, perspective. So, you know, people say that eating is a human right, but, but feeding people diseased food is actually poisoning humans. So cheap food plus cheap labor is, you know, violating human rights. So only a few people can eat very well. Who gets to choose that? I mean, I guess that's supposed to be the survival of the fittest. I mean, no one should be working in such horrific conditions as the CAFO workers or the chemical laden um, fields of the toxic produce farms. Uh, you know, and those farmers on those farms, they can't even afford, they're not even earning a fair wage enough for them to be able to afford this cheap food that everybody demands. And meanwhile, the people who are demanding this cheap food throw away more than 75% of the food. I say that we pay farm labor fair wages. 
Most of them don't even earn minimum wage. And we need to charge accordingly for what the food costs. No one should be able to afford to throw away food. Why is it okay to pay farmers or migrant workers who um, are in the United States legally less than a livable wage and then throw away food? That those farmers can't even afford to eat themselves. How How is that? Um, how is that acceptable? And that's all because we need to have cheap food for people who have their priorities mixed up, who are living in, you know, three to 5,000 square foot homes, but they don't want to pay uh, what it costs for uh, produce that hasn't been uh, contaminated with poison or um, animals that haven't been abused by being raised in a house. I don't know. I mean, um, these farmers that are working in the CAFOs end up with antibiotic resistance and they often die from uh, staph infections because uh, that's how toxic those environments are. So, I mean, not only is the soil that they're uh, managing being uh, damaged and destroyed. So, you know, the ecosystems are out of balance, but even those human beings are, are raped by the toxins. That's a massive human rights issue. And the people who, who say that everyone has the right to eat. Well, what about these folks? They're not eating. They're not eating well. They can't afford to eat well. They're just basically enslaved. I think that we have a lot to think about here. And I think um, it's not about whether you choose to eat meat or be a vegetarian or, or be a vegan. It's about choosing um, regenerative farms, supporting uh, this food system as a regenerative consumer, which as a side effect will improve the economic standing, will improve human rights issues and remediate those as well as, you know, turn this environmental global warming problem around, you know, the soil, the earth doesn't want to be naked. So all these large brown patches that you see, if you were to look at like Google earth, those need to be green. And the only way for them to have life on them is, you know, with the movement of animals. You have to have uh, a balanced ecosystem for the soil to thrive. And if the soil isn't thriving, neither is anyone else. And the big lie that you can't feed the world uh, with organic food or with real food or with regenerative, balanced food in a natural ecosystem, that's, that's a lie. If anyone who's ha- who has ever had a garden knows that if I was to tell you that you had to eat every single thing that you produced out of your little garden, that that's an impossible task. You'll never be able to do that. The bounty is just too great. The way that nature works is the more you need, the more it produces. It is impossible uh, for you not to have enough bounty 
for the people that need it. Impossible. The only thing that comes between the soil and your mouth is another human being and greed. So I'd like everyone to think about these things. Think about uh, where your ethics lie, where your uh, economic priorities lie, and your uh, human rights perspectives lie uh, in 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 these uh, you know, in this instant. And then choose in which way you want to participate in the food system. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm asking you to think about how you can be a a regenerative consumer and make the good choice, make the better choices. And if you need help in learning how to do that or knowing how to manage um, food that you get from the farms or, or, or just, you know, making this lifestyle change, then please continue to listen to the podcast. Uh, follow me on Facebook and like and share uh, the mission and, uh, you know, join our army of Minas because we um, we're just, you know, hoping to be able to, to reach as many people as possible and help to save our farms. We're losing our farmers every day and we can't lose them not just because we won't have correct nourishment for ourselves but also because our planet needs it the environment needs it we need to reestablish ecosystems everywhere thanks so much for joining us Um, i look forward to speaking with you next time uh, when we will be having a discussion about um what we can do to become regenerative consumers um, and continue to reboot, restore, and rejoice. Please leave an honest review about the show on iTunes and like and share our Facebook page. Um, You can also sign up for our newsletter. And if you like the education that we're bringing to you each week, can you please help support our 501c3 mission to reestablish the regenerative, organic, small family farm food system by making it happen today with a tax-deductible cash donation? You can register and make a donation at www.farmtoforkmeatriot.org. Again, that's www.farmtoforkmeatriot.org. And click on the donate button. I'm Neethi, signing off. Remember, let your farmer fill your prescription. Reboot, restore, and rejoice.